you can have a really amazing personal life full of space and downtime, as well as a thriving early childhood business where, of course, you put in the time and you put in the work, but you don't need to work yourself to death and sacrifice so much. It is absolutely possible for you to stop sacrificing your personal life and live the life you want. And it is absolutely possible to create a thriving, profitable early childhood business that makes a difference in the lives of others without working long hours and more weekends instead of spending time with family and being exhausted from your business. Once we can pull it back a bit and look at our early childhood business as the living, breathing, real thing it is, we're able to boost new confidence into how we handle things. It takes bigger steps to get there, but with little tweaks here and there, we can breathe new life back into our dream of living a time freedom lifestyle with more work-life balance than we ever thought possible because of the more gratitude we're going to infuse in it. Kelly Peak. I've spent the past 26 years growing multiple million dollar early childhood businesses. I'm here to help you navigate both the messy and magical seasons of your early childhood business with simple, actionable strategies. It is my goal to make your life a little easier working with our most prized possessions in life. If you're ready to control the chaos, ditch the exhausting overwhelm, and keep the joy, then be sure to join us at kellypeak.com. Well, hey there, preschool, childcare, play cafe, enrichment program or other early childhood business owner or manager. This is Kelly here, and welcome back to another episode on the Early Childhood Business Made Easy podcast. Now, before we get started, I wanted to talk to you about a great book I had been rereading, and it's called Rework. It's one I read a while ago, but I've gone back to it many times, and I typically go back to it when I want to change things up a bit or maybe restructure something. It's just a really great book to remind you that it doesn't have to be difficult all the time. And there's different ways to go about making your early childhood business work. The best part, the chapters are super short and to the point. And I end up reading more than I think I would and really thinking I only need to read a few chapters at a time, but go through pages and pages and pages. Well, I kind of see this episode a little bit like that, where I'm going to offer you a quick hit of advice based on what's worked for me or where I've messed up in my early childhood businesses so that I can help you get to the finish line. Well, I shouldn't even really say finish line because we work with other people's most prized possessions in life. We are difference makers and there is no finish line. We're in it for the long haul. But if I can help you get to those big, bold goals that you've set for yourself faster and more efficiently, then I've done difference making work. So today, there's something I want to share with you, something that I feel that I did wrong over the last 18 years and what I would do differently. Because every time I give a training and I get to the Q&A section, almost every time I get asked this question, if you could do it all over again, what's something that you would change or do differently? And the one thing I know that's crystal clear to me now that I would do differently is I wouldn't have believed in the constant hustle culture and fought with sacrifice to get where I am today. Now, I actually don't take that lightly because before I decided that I wanted to share this with you, I asked myself, could I have built these multi-million dollar businesses over the last 18 years without the hustling? And what I believe to be true is that in the first few years, it's definitely going to take some hustle. For sure. I do, I do believe you need to hustle in those first few years. 
I think you say yes to more things than you say no to. You just try to take them on for size, see what works, see what fits, get a sense of what you can do and what you can't do. I think you need to experiment more. I think that those first three, maybe five years are typically the most difficult. And a lot of people are working more hours than they wish to and trying to do it all while raising a family at the same time, most likely. You usually have your feet in two different places, if not more, and it's hectic. So I'm not talking about that. Those two to five years of building your business, well, those are hectic, right? Owning your own business is hard or managing a strong, successful business, it can be difficult. One of the hardest parts is even admitting to yourself and to others what you work on is real. Owning that your dreams, your plans, and your hopes for your hustle aren't dumb or crazy and it's not a task that some of us face lightly. It's something that, daily, that hustle we face all the time. However, once you start to see some traction, once you start to figure out the best way to grow your enrollment, the best way to work with your families, how to make money and make a difference, and you start to double down on what is working, which is the best thing to do coming out of those first years, I believe that most of that hustle, well, that's where it can stop. Yes, there's still going to be, you know, a little bit of hustle here and there, but I believe that you don't have to work your life away, sacrificing in order to create a successful early childhood business. For me, I absolutely worked way more than I needed to. I was raised by working class parents in Indiana. And like most blue collar working class parents in the 70s and 80s, they typically worked long, hard hours. And like blue collar They were blue collar to the bone. Both sides of my family looked at hard work as a badge of honor. If the work isn't hard and you don't kind of hate it, well, then you're not working hard enough. The more challenging the work, the more proud they were. This is the generation who believed that if you're on time, you're late. And these strong work ethic rules, well, they served them well. We had a good life. I grew up with modest means, living in a trailer park for part of the time, but I was blessed to have had a strong family and a foundation that taught me the value of hard work and a strong work ethic. Unfortunately, it took me years to realize that I was tying my self-worth not to business success or attaining status, but rather working extremely hard, sacrificing, following that hustle culture. If I was not hustling, I was not succeeding. No matter how many families I enrolled or how many businesses I succeeded in building, I learned the hard way that I can have a different kind of life and still be successful. So I've had to unlearn some of those things that I was raised with as a child about working hard and working long hours and getting very little rest, no vacations. I had to teach myself that it doesn't always have to be hard to be worth it. And hustling is not the only way to show you are worthy. There was so much to unlearn. And what I believe now and what I have seen from some of my mentors that I respect is that you can have a really amazing personal life full of family, space, and downtime, as well as a thriving early childhood business, where, of course, you put in the time and you put in the work, but you don't need to work yourself to the point of sacrifice. You don't need to work late. You don't need to work weekends in order to have a very successful, profitable early childhood business. Now, I know that the people that are the most strategic and the smartest, well, they find a way to not do all the work, 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 but still have a thriving business and enjoy what they're doing and making a difference. 
Now, 18 years into it, I work the days I want on the projects I am excited about. This might be four days a week, or maybe it's six half days a week. I live a time freedom lifestyle that gives me more work-life balance. The This does not mean that every week is perfect. There are definitely weeks when big projects take more time, or I work double time because I know I want to take a vacation with my family. I need to be practical. It just means that overall, I am living the life of my choosing, and I am the architect of that life. I am happier, and my business is thriving. My team members are happier because I encourage them to do the same, and just as important is that we are a team and we are more streamlined and more efficient and more mindful with how we spend our time. We think about, is this a good use of time? This is a question we often ask ourselves. Do our families, well, do they really care? That's another question we ask regularly. Meaning, are we just making more work for ourselves? At the end of the day, do our families care if we add two or three more date nights? or if we create more take-home activities, or do we really need all those extra videos in our marketing that week if something else is happening? Or can we make it easier for ourselves and for them? These are the questions that we ask to allow us to work smarter, not harder. And I also had to take a leap of faith. It took some courage to say, okay, I am going to let go of perfection and hustle less. It was time to put down that perfectionist crown. We know that as early childhood business owners or managers, it is an easy hat to wear. And it's one of the easiest fallback excuses for not being, quote, ready, unquote, or not doing the hard things to grow our business. We think there's some mythical level of ready, quote, unquote, that will somehow get notified when we reach it, and then everything will be okay, and it's time to go. The truth is, it doesn't exist. Whatever you put out, Next year will be better than what you're putting out now. It's called growing, but you can't get to the place of being able to see what changes need to be made until you have progress. We like to picture a whole crowd out there that is eyeing and judging every move, and then in reality, those people are just in our heads. As we look towards the new year and all that it will bring to stop the hustle culture mindset, it is important to set a tone for a successful year with more time and freedom. Keeping it simple with three things top of mind will create an intentional year filled with purpose and clarity and far less time needed spent on hustling. Gratitude. Now, gratitude is more powerful than one might think. Life is so full of distractions and overwhelm and the hustle that developing a practice of gratitude, well, it will help you achieve your goals with more work-life balance and less hustle. So to fully experience the impact of gratitude, you need to look at it in these three areas. Number one, pivot from your past. Number two, conquer your present. And number three, embrace your future. Every day, you make the choice on your mindset, which will determine how your day unfolds. Allowing yourself time and space each morning or maybe once a day, even if it's just five minutes, to make a conscious choice in your mind and in your heart on the day's path will exercise your brain and how to think and respond throughout the day and not just hustle. You are being strategic in your daily planning and choosing to visualize and lead with gratitude. This will help you on your path to working smarter, not harder. Number one, pivot from the from your past. Now, one of the key strategies of gratitude is to apply reshaping memory of the past. 
Your past is not objective. Rather, your past is entirely subjective. Good or bad, happy or sad, you are the person who gives meaning to your experiences. You are the one giving meaning to the context and your past experiences. It's highly likely that a great deal of your past is in the things that you do not wish to remember. Gratitude allows you to re-remember your past while being entirely focused on the gains you have from it. When you recontextualize your past in this process of looking at it from a gains perspective versus what you may have lost, you will never be the victim to your past again. Your past does not need to be something that you're victim to. Instead, your your past can be something you continually aspire and something that propels you forward. Okay, number two, conquering your present. Now, we all know that each day comes with different and sometimes challenging experiences. Not everything will go as planned, and the challenge is actually the moment. But how you are looking at it, that is how you will learn and grow. Consciously discover and focus on the good. Have gratitude for the amazing people in your life, for the opportunities you currently have, and all the wonderful things around you. So part of conquering your present is appreciating it. It's not all about your resources, but how resourceful you are. There are people with far less doing far more with what they have than you are. It is not your circumstances. It is you. Conquer your present through focusing on your capabilities. If you focus on your circumstances, you'll find plenty to complain about. But if you focus on your capability, then your only option is to get you moving. Your capability is always above your circumstances. There is always something you can do to impact and change your life and move in the direction you want to go. Having gratitude for the opportunity to grow and move forward is how you change your present. You move out of the hustle culture. You see all the beauty in what you currently have, and you recognize the amazing power you have to improve upon. Number three, embrace your future. Now, you are the designer of your past memories, your present experiences, and your future as well. Every day you want to experience and fully embody gratitude for your future. Now, American novelist Florence Shin, she has said, gratitude for your future bolsters your faith. It allows you to know that you'll succeed long before you do. While most people are defined by experiences from their past, successful people are defined by experiences in their future. Being in a negative emotional state will stop you from the very things you want. Your emotional state is fundamental to what you create in your life and your future. If you're in a place of acceptance, peace, and trust, then you'll be able to navigate those challenges you'll face toward your dreams. Every day, experience complete gratitude for the inevitable success of your future. Then act the part here and now. This is another way you move from that hustle culture into more of that planning and gratitude. To help you start thinking more about gratitude and less about the hustle, we've created a five-minute gratitude journaling page for you. Now, you can use it once a week, once a day, whatever you need. Just use something. This is a quick resource to get you thinking more about being grateful and less about hustling. 
When I found more gratitude in my life and decided to stop the hustle and work smarter, not harder, I started putting in a system. I started putting process together, started putting in a plan. I don't do anything without a good plan. And I learned that from my hardworking family. A good plan is something I will take with me from my childhood. Now, instead of working to death, we put a plan together and from there we get to work. And although At times, it isn't easy, especially right from the get-go. It is easier than my team usually thinks. And I'm so glad every time I take that leap of faith and I say, wait a second, can I do this differently? Can I actually enjoy more of my personal life while making an amazing business profitable and enjoyable? Is there a different way? Can I live a time-freedom lifestyle with more work-life balance? I feel so strongly about this right now because it absolutely is possible for you to work less hours. It is absolutely possible for you to stop sacrificing your personal life and live the life you want. And it is absolutely possible to create a thriving, profitable early childhood business that makes a difference in the lives of others without working those long hours and more weekends instead of spending time with your family and being exhausted all the time from your business. I know it is possible and that is what I want for you. Think about it. What might it look like for you to actually work less hours in the day, but be more incredibly profitable, successful, and do amazing things and make a difference? How could you work smarter, more efficiently, more effectively while still enjoying your life? Because I feel as though I'd be doing you a disservice if I continue to teach you strategies and tips and tricks and early childhood marketing and sales strategies and operations processes if I didn't also say, And hey, by the way, let's make sure you enjoy the process and you take some downtime and you walk away from it. Enjoy your family, enjoy your life so that all the hard work, well, it's actually worth it so that you can have a beautiful life by your own design. I know you can have that. I know you could have done some things differently and I just had to take a leap of faith while also putting together a plan. I choose both. I will take a leap of faith and I will have a plan. I think that's where the magic happens. So I don't know who needed to hear this today, but maybe it was you. Maybe you needed to reevaluate how much time you're putting into your business you manage or maybe a business that you own. And maybe there's a different way that will bring you more joy, but also maintain a profitable, successful business. So if you want to make this more actionable, think about changing it up a bit and what that might mean for your happiness, because I'm all about having a super profitable early childhood business, but only if you enjoy the process. And I know I made some mistakes along the way that you do not need to. So I am here to help you sidestep those mistakes from the get-go so that you can get to those big, bold goals a whole lot faster, more efficiently, and with so much more joy time, and freedom. All right, my friends, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm excited to bring you more early childhood business made easy episodes throughout 2023. Now, around this time of year, though, we do start thinking about what matters most. And I ask this for my business as well. What truly matters? I often think about the impact my business has on my community, my team, the families I serve. If you find yourself feeling the same way, you also might find yourself asking how you can help strengthen those relationships between your families, your team, and your community. With a uniquely designed planning process just for preschool, childcare, play cafe, enrichment programs, and other early childhood owners and managers, our 
Time Freedom Lifestyle Planner can help you build, maintain, and grow your early childhood business, your team, and customer relationships like never before. The thoughtful planning process easily captures the feedback unique to you and your business. It shares valuable insights with you and helps you grow your understanding of how you can lead your early childhood business and not merely manage it. Healthy conversations about what matters and less about what doesn't. Find this and the work-life bundle at kellypeak.com. Now, whichever planning process you like is great. Just have one. Those big goals will be there to remind you what your end game is and why it's so important for you to do the work and how you are making a difference in the lives of others. We sometimes get discouraged by all the things, but when we recognize that those big dreams are only made possible with a few steps, tiny steps, sometimes many, many tiny steps, well, we learn to value them more. At the end of the day, I just want you to appreciate what you're doing. It is worthy and it doesn't have to be hard. And there's no badge of honor for sacrificing the years with your loved ones. Once you legitimize this in your head, you'll be able to achieve more of that work-life balance you deserve. We believe in your dreams, your ideas, and believe you deserve so much joy. We're in your corner. We're cheering you on. Now, in today's podcast, I've shared some strategies about less hustle and more gratitude, and I wanted to remind you about that resource I put together, the five-minute gratitude journal. You can find it at kellypeak.com where this episode information is located. We hope that this episode brought you a fresh new perspective on the importance of putting in a little time and effort for a bigger payoff in the end. When you stop hustling and take a leap of faith with a plan, you are nurturing your work-life balance. You'll be spending less time on all those little daily fires. You can spend more time doing the things you truly enjoy, focusing on the things that really matter, your top priorities, your key relationships, your most important projects, all of those things that bring you more joy and your business more success. Take care and have a great week. Thanks for tuning into our podcast. Are you ready to take your early childhood business to the next level? Then head over to kellypeak.com to join a community of other early childhood professionals who are ditching the chaos and the overwhelm and creating a business they love. I can't wait to see you there. Bye for now.